0: Alrighty, grab your Bibles, hold them up. This is my Bible, this is my Bible. Bible. God's holy word. holy word. I can be what it wants me to be. You're You're me. To be. My mind is alert, alert. my heart is receptive. receptive. I will not leave the same. All right, Second Corinthians chapter number three. Second Corinthians chapter number three. Moving forward with God. The title of the sermon, Dave, will experience change as we learn to trust God properly. To truly walk with God, we must be willing to grow. And as we become closer to God, we begin to live closer to the example that Jesus shows us, 2 Corinthians 3, verse number 18, but we all with open face beholding as in a glass the glory of the Lord, are changed into the same image from glory to glory, even as by the Spirit of the Lord. Let's pray, Lord, to come before you this morning, Lord, and again we pray that you'd be honored, that you'd be glorified, that we would be edified and encouraged as we look at some Practical aspects of changing with you, moving forward with you, Lord. We just pray again that you'd give us a good day in your house, Lord. We ask these things, your name. Amen. Probably the scariest thing a lot of people that don't like change is because you gotta let go of what's familiar. I don't have that personality trait. I like things that are different. I hate being in a rut. Uh, We all know what a rut is, right? You know, it's a grave with the ends dug out. And so, But a lot of people don't like change because they like the familiar. They like, you know, the same thing all the time. To me, that just gets boring. And so probably the hardest thing about moving forward is letting go. Of what's familiar, getting out of your comfort zone. We've all heard this this saying. I'm sure you're never going to grow if you don't get out of your comfort zone. Uh, you know, muscle. You want to build muscle. Uh, you got to lift more than you can handle. If if all you do is just what you can do, you'll never do any more. Uh, there's actually a, a not that I'm that big into weightlifting or anything but there's actually a, a new technique that seems to be catching on when they talk about you know they you you put on 125% of a, of the weight that you know you can handle and obviously you have someone help you pick it up and then you fight it all the way down you just do it one time because obviously it's more than what you can handle but you you all you know you gotta do your ten reps of this and fifteen reps of, I don't know. I've just read about it a few weeks ago, months ago, maybe now, but I just heard about it. That you just you just do it one time. 125% of what you can handle, and you fight it all the way down. But you're getting out of your comfort zone. We don't like reaching to what's unknown. That we all like to be in control of some things. We don't like to let go of our plans. Mostly because we're afraid that they're not going to work out the way that we want them to, right? But Abraham, we're going to talk about Abraham more in a little bit. But remember, God comes to Abraham and says, Okay, I want you to get out of the early, early Chaldees. Just go. Well, where am I going? doesn't matter. I'll let, I'll let you know when you get there. You just got to go. How, how many of us would do that? I, I don't know where, where I'm supposed to go. I just know I'm supposed to do something. I don't know what it is, and so I'm just going to start moving. But can I tell you, that that's a, a great example of faith. Moving forward with God means we are willing to remember that God is good. One of Kendra's favorite phrases, and I'll probably mess it up, so ask her after church, God's always good, and it's always for my benefit. And so many times we forget that. He's always good. And whatever comes into our life, whatever he asks us to do, it's always for our benefit. It's always to make us better. He's not going to hurt us. I know the plan's that I have for thee. It's not for bad. It's not for evil. He loves us and he has a plan. When we move forward with God, we cannot expect everyone to understand our choices. Not everybody's going to understand when you decide to do something. Old friends, you, you got saved, started going to church, you quit carousing and drinking, and they didn't understand. So, not everybody is going to understand when we make choices. And so, we cannot make our choices based on other people's approval. Listen, I realize the Bible says that there's safety in the multitude of counselors, but you've got to make sure that the, the counselors are good people, right? But we, we can't always make decisions based on other people's approval. Too many, most people in life are constantly worried about what other people think about us. Can I, can I tell you a secret? They're not thinking about you as much as you think they are. They're probably not really even thinking about you at all. To be honest with you, while you're worried about what they're thinking about you, you know what they're thinking about? They're worried about what you're thinking about them. That should be to be quite honest with you. Listen, when we decided to get saved, oh, many friends didn't understand. Maybe even family members didn't understand. They didn't even support. Listen, I can give you examples of people who got saved, and I mean, their family cut them off, cut them out. I mean, they had a funeral. They, there, was a, there was a headstone and an empty casket in the ground because to them, when they got saved, they died. That's how against coming to Christ they were. And listen, the, the f- fact that they, they even knew that that was going to happen can be a detriment. And it took longer for them to accept Jesus. But eventually, listen, we can't base our decisions based on other people's approval. Well, I don't want you to get saved. I, hey, I'm sorry that you don't want me to get saved, but listen, I ain't going to hell for nobody. Just being honest. Right? I mean, and I realize that this is an extreme an example, but listen, I'm not, I'm not going to live outside of the will of God for nobody. I have to do what God asks us to do. Moving forward can be challenging as we feel resistance. Our old ways are familiar to us. Many times it might even seem easier because we're used to it. So we're tempted to go back. That's why Jesus said any man that puts his hand to the plow and looks back isn't fit. Lot, listen, Lot had... One command that he was supposed to tell everybody, and he did tell everybody. When you leave, don't ever look back. That's it. The only thing they weren't supposed to do is look back. And we all know what happened to Lot's wife. Why? Because you're looking back. Listen, you can't look back. If you, if you study out the uh, armor that we're supposed to put on the breastplate of righteousness and uh, all of that good stuff. Did you realize that there's nothing protecting your backside? There's not one piece of armor that's protecting your backside. You're not supposed to look back. Paul said what? I press forward. Not backwards. We can't look back. The temptation to look back is great, but we have to let go of the old and embrace the new. Otherwise, we're going to remain stuck, and we shouldn't remain stuck in areas of our lives, and we can't live our life in reverse. Look at Jeremiah, chapter number one. Verse number five. <clears throat> before I formed thee in the belly, I knew thee, and before thou camest out of the womb, I sanctified thee and ordained thee a prophet unto the nations. What moving forward with God means walking towards our divine purpose. Each and every one of us has a divine purpose. And the closer we get to it, the more the devil's going to fight us. Listen to this. This idea that life is going to get easier is is completely opposite. The the closer you get to... And realize we're never going to get perfection until we get to heaven. (laughs) Well, the closer you get to divine purpose, perfection, the harder the devil is going to fight. That That means that the battles that you fight after you've been saved and walking with God for 30 years are going to be a whole lot harder than the battles you fight after you got saved for a week. If you're walking with God and growing and becoming more like Him, how many of you think, think back to when you were in elementary school. And I mean, I can't believe like the, the absolute hardest thing that happened to you when you were in elementary school. If that happened to you today, you'd be like, whatever. I mean, I got, I got a peanut butter and jelly sandwich and I really wanted a, a grilled cheese sandwich for lunch and it completely ruined my day. Probably ruined my week. I mean, that was hard. You have The wrong, and the mom put grape jam and she knows that I like strawberry. I can't believe that. What? Listen, but when you're a kid, that's hard. When you're an adult, it's not a big deal, hopefully. The enemy will try to distract us. At least in Western Christianity, I would say this that the vast majority of Christians are distracted. Well-intentioned, well-purposed, There's nothing glaringly wrong in their life, but the devil has successfully distracted them from what's important. They're just meandering through life. He'll, the devil will say, send naysayers negativity to convince us that we should turn back. We have to hold to the fact that God has our future planned. Moving forward with God means that we walk in our divine purpose, which God determined even before we were born. As we strive to move forward, the enemy will try to persuade us that change is impossible, convince us that our best days are behind us. But again, God has a track record of the exact opposite. Abraham, right? He's 90 years old. I mean, socially, in the business world, everybody holds up, you know, Colonel Sanders because he was in his, in his 70s when he decided to start Kentucky Fried Chicken. I mean, most people are thinking about settling down and he's like, I'm going to start a new business. Genesis, the Bible, tells us the story of Abraham. And we know it in summary. God told Abraham to leave. Go to a land. What, what, I'll show you when you get there. God promised to make Abraham's name great. And Abraham's like, but l- l- listen, Abraham knew exactly what it meant when God said that. And he's like, listen, I got no kids. How am I going to have a great name? And we realized that Abraham took matters into his own hands and the world has forever since had to deal with that situation. But but Abraham also obeyed God and allowed God to direct his steps many times. God blessed Abraham abundantly. They had children when they were far too old and allowed Abraham to to be the father of many nations. Nothing is impossible with God. Just as Abraham fulfilled his destiny, we are each born with a purpose. We must strive to do what God has called us to do. God knows exactly who to bring into our lives, what opportunities to bring into our lives, and when to bring them into our lives. And he moves as he sees fit. We have to allow him to direct that way. Our obedience to God is the key to unlocking blessings in every area of our our life in our homes, in our communities, in the church. Look at Psalms 103, verse number 20. Bless the Lord, ye his angels, that excel in strength, that do his commandments, hearkening unto the voice of the of his word. Bless ye the Lord, all ye his hosts, ye ministers of his that do his pleasure. Bless the Lord, all his works in all places of his dominion. Bless the Lord, O my soul. Bless the Lord, O my soul, O Lord my God. Thou art very great. Thou art clothed with honor and majesty. You realize that. We, 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 it's always said in like a negative connotation God wants to bless us and you know there's a room in heaven where it has all the you know the blessings that God wanted to give us but we never asked for we never followed him in a way that we were supposed to the angels of heaven are just waiting with all of those presents gifts, blessings At the gate to heaven, they're just waiting to be able to give it to us. Listen, you know that I'm not not talking health, wealth, and prosperity here. There's going to be hard times. It's not going to be easy. But what I'm saying is is they're they're just waiting. Just simply do what God wants us to do. Willingness to have faith. What I mean, the Bible says the just shall live by faith. Listen, I'll... I'll let you know when you get there. Moving forward with God means we may stumble at times. Flip over to 2 Corinthians. Chapter number 5. Verse number 17. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away, and behold, all things are become new. The best way we can make in our lives comes when we choose to ask God to help us walk away. When we have failed. When we have disappointed. Listen, when we accept Jesus and begin to live for Christ, it's then we become the new creature. In Isaiah chapter number 43, we're just let go of our old ways. Remember, Jesus is the God of second chances and third chances. And fourth chances, and however many chances we need. Listen, he's not willing that any should perish. How many chances does he have to give some people? Listen, he's he's given. He'll give them more more chances than we would. I mean, there comes a time when I it's like. Our kids keep messing up, messing up and 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 it's just like, fine. And I'm, and I'm not saying, you know, you got to save them from the consequences of their sin. But eventually, but like, but God's never, God never gets there. The disaster of missing heaven. You know what? We can't understand what that's like until we surrender to what God wants for us. And listen, we're we're going to make mistakes, and we're going to suffer failures, and we're going to have losses. But moving forward with God, remember, means acknowledging our errors, repenting, and asking God to give us strength, direction, not looking back. Listen, his specialist, had, when, when, when he was on earth, you know, he came to seek and to save, right? Okay, we, we understand that. But when he was on earth, the Bible says that he went everywhere healing people. Listen, God, God doesn't make mistakes. And I realize that that literally means that physically he went around fixing people's physical ailments. Excuse me. What application for you, spiritually speaking, he went everywhere healing people? Spiritually speaking. He gives us strength and direction. He specializes in making us whole. How many times when he, you know, guy with withered hand or whatever, what does the Bible say? He uses the phrase, and he made it whole. Correct the way that it was supposed to always have been. Listen, that's why he came and died so that all of earth could finally get back to the place that it should always have been in the first place before Adam messed it up. Making everything work out for good. He wants us to trust him. Everything will be fine in his timing and as he determines. But we have to moving with forward the God means walking in faith and not in fear. To move forward, we'll have to be courageous. Holding on to the past can sabotage the future. And waiting until everything makes sense in our minds is disobedience, basically. If God tells you to move, you better move. If God tells you to jump, you ask how high, right? When God calls us to move forward or ask us to make changes, listen, fear will cause us to stay where we are. You're driving down the road, right? And whether it's a squirrel or a deer and all of a sudden it gets caught in your headlights, what happens to it? Well, the f- deer just like freezes, right? The squirrel's like, fear, Indecision. Because if, if neither one of them make up their mind, what's going to happen? Bad. Consequences aren't good. Fear will cause hurt and pain. Whether that's fear of what people may think, maybe it's fear of, did, did God really say that? I mean... I'm pretty sure that at least the adults in this room, there have been times in our life, did God just say that? Listen, that that goes against everything I thought. That goes against everything that I've been taught. That goes against everything that I've been working for. Did God really just say that to me? No, that, that can't be God. We talked about it the other week. What My sheep know my voice. So I said it's important to know God's voice because there's going to be times when he's going to tell you something that doesn't make a lick of sense. Joshua, go march around the wall seven times. Don't make a sound, but when you finally do, yell, and and I'll give you the victory. Listen, you, you realize that Joshua was a man of war. He understood military strategy. I know God just didn't say that. There's no possible way that, I mean, I've realized that and I have faith in God and I trust God, but, you know, God's given me a brain and give me some common sense and, and that this doesn't make any sense at all. That can't be God. God wouldn't tell me to do that. Fear. When we're unsure of anything with God, the best thing to do is to ask him for wisdom and guidance. He will answer. He will help. I'll send thy what? Word is a lamp unto my feet. You need wisdom. Right here's where you get it. Any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God. So I... I I read this morning, and, and I, I have no idea what he said. I don't really care what he said, but people are going off because some famous actor made a statement about how all public schools are corrupt. He's probably right, but I don't know. You realize that there was a time in our nation where this was the only textbook? We, need, we do need to get back to that. I mean, you listen. No, I, I'm not joking. There was a time when they learned math from the Bible. You know, there's math. I mean, there's math in the Bible. They learned science from the Bible. This is this was the only textbook they had in a public school. Listen, there's wisdom. And now, some 250 years later. My people, which are called by my name, the saved. They're absolute. I've tried everything else. Then I'll go to the Bible. That's where our our nation's so messed up. That's a big part of it. Because we went from the point where the lost and unsaved were in this every single day of their life growing up to the point where my people, they they hardly open the Bible. No wonder we're so lost and confused. Our love of God should be more significant than our fear for others, or fear of others. We choose to have faith Faith is obeying God because we believe that his word is accurate. Well, you, you really can't believe that God parted the Red Sea. Yeah, I do. Sorry. A, you, you, really, you really believe that, that story you just told about Joshua? You're, you know, he yelled and the walls came tumbling down here. Yep. I do. You really believe that, you know, David got thrown into a lion's den and, I mean, there was a really a lion down there and, you know. Yeah. You really believe that the three Hebrew children walked through fire and didn't get burned? Ask Justice about that when he got burned last year. Yeah, I do. You really believe that a virgin gave birth? when we begin to trust God and to live obediently, he'll be there. Because guess who was in the fiery furnace? Guess who shut the mouths of the lions? Guess who took those sound waves and made them strong enough to knock down walls? Well, understand more about who God is and why he loves us so much. As we take the first steps in faith, it'll be easier to take the next. And soon, we'll choose to care more about God's acceptance than anybody else's. Listen, victorious Christian living the successful Christian life is not the perfect utopian society. What is this? When the only thing you're worried about is him. The only thing I'm worried about pleasing is him. Well, so and so doesn't like you. I'm sorry you don't like me. Too bad. Doing my best to make sure that God does. Well, you're you're not politically correct. No, but I'm biblically correct. You're gonna make. All kinds, of, what well, this world isn't our home. We're just passing through. We need to move forward. We get stagnant building what we think of our lives is the successful American dream. We have to constantly, if you're not growing, you're what? We've heard it all our lives, right? not growing you're dying if we're not moving forward with God we're not moving. we're not with God we're we may be saved but we're not of God have to live by faith let's pray Lord I pray this morning that no matter what life brings our way you want to help us so help us to Realize that you want to help us move forward. Help us to live for you. When we feel like we have to move on or start over or make necessary changes, that you're there to help us. We don't have to struggle in our life. Sometimes, whether it's the realizing the need or realizing what it's going to take to change, you might be feel crushing load. Realize that God said that my burdens light, my yoke is easy. We need to pray. You said expecting you to answer. I said it the other week that. You've never not answered a prayer. Sometimes it's yes, sometimes it's no. Most of the time it's not now, and that's when we feel like you haven't answered. I don't know how the Lord spoke to you this morning, but we, moving forward with him, takes faith. Not fear. As the piano begins to play, if you need to do business with the Lord, the altar's open.